Hey guys, welcome to the Pro Writer Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Blanchard. I have with me a special guest today, Emily Wapnick. She is a writer, a career coach, a blogger, and a community leader. She's the founder and creative director at PuttyLike.com, where she helps multi-potentialites, aka people with multiple passions and creative pursuits, integrate all of their interests into um, creating a dynamic, fulfilling, and fruitful career and life. Um, unable to settle on one path herself, Emily studied music, art, film production, and law, graduating from the law faculty at McGill University. Emily's TED Talk has been viewed over 3.7 million times and has been translated into 36 languages. She's been featured in Fast Company, Forbes, Financial Times, The Huffington Post, BBC, and Lifehacker. And her book, How to Be Everything, A Guide for Those Who Still Don't Know What They Want to Do When They Grow Up, or Want to Be When They Grow Up, excuse me, um, comes out with HarperCollins in May. And I'm really excited to have her here because I actually met Emily about six years ago online, and she actually helped me come up with um, the name for a blog I used to have, so Inky Bites. And um, she also is the person who really helped me to finally accept that I'm allowed to be a multi-passionate person and I'm allowed to actually do all the things I love to do and that I don't actually have to choose one thing. So I'm really, really excited to have you here, Emily. Aw, thanks, Jen. It's great to be here. So I would just love to start out for people who maybe aren't familiar with you that listen to this podcast, if you could just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I had a lot of different interests and passions and you know, I played guitar and sang in a band and built websites and I liked math and English and went to film school, went to law school, kind of jumped around quite a bit. And um, this always caused me a lot of anxiety. So I, I really worried about what I was going to end up doing in my career and how I was going to make a living. And there was a point in my mid-20s when I kind of made this decision that instead of trying to just pick one thing and fit myself into a box, I was going to find a way, or at least try to find a way to integrate all of my interests into my life and to have both the, the variety and financial stability. And I was going to kind of look to see who else was out there that was doing many things and what I can learn. And I started blogging about this topic. Um, and yeah, I just, I had this idea that maybe I could put together a little community of people who have many passions, don't just want to do one thing, and we can kind of figure this out together and share resources. Um, so that was in 2010 when I started Putty Like, and I've just been, you know, blogging and coaching and speaking and writing books and, <laughs> you know, building a community since then. So that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah, and Putty Life yeah. is a great is tribe a great and tribe community, and, community. and um, I'm very grateful to have been part of it from the very beginning, so um, really cool. Yeah. Obviously, I believe yeah. in multi-passionate living as well, so. Totally, yeah, and it's it's cool seeing everything that you've done, so I, I mean, I love that as well. Well, it's all from your influence, a lot of it. Um so I remember a couple of years ago, you were trying to build a habit of working on your book by writing for 15 minutes every single day. And yeah. I was just curious, is this book that's coming out next month, is this the book that you were working on during that time period? Or is that something else? 
it is the book, um, but I didn't write the whole thing in 15-minute increments. <laughs> I feel like that was um, a really good strategy to get me started. And um, it really – so I, I kind of wrote the book in two parts. I was interviewing people and making lots of notes and had kind of like a, a crappy, very, very crappy first draft of the book um, a few years ago. And then I did a TED Talk, and that kind of took off, and there was a little bit of interest. An author friend of mine passed it along to her agent, and she was like, oh, I, I hear you're working on a book. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, um, do you have a proposal? And I was like, yeah, let me get that to you. <laughs> I'm just traveling right now, but I'll have it to you in, in a week or two. And so I, I just kind of got down to business, put together a book proposal, um, went through that whole process, which we can talk about. But uh, it was really when I got the book deal that I, like, switched, you know, kind of switched into gear and, and was like, okay, time to get serious about this thing and um, make it happen. And then I worked for longer than 15-minute increments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's the point being that it got you started, though. And I think that's, mm -hmm. for a lot of writers, such an important thing to sort of take away because – a lot of the times we tell ourselves, if I don't have an hour every day to write or if I don't have a big block of time, that I probably shouldn't even bother. And yeah. you are obviously a really good representation of the fact that you can actually get started in only 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there's something about that short time frame where it's just like you just got to get down to business. And so, um, yeah, it can be really effective. I feel like there are just there are different things that motivate me. And one is a timer and another thing is deadlines and so it, my motivations kind of shifted but um yeah I, I think that is a really good way to get started so your book is being published by harper collins which is a pretty big name publisher so i would love to hear you know sort of how you kind of got that whole thing going with them sure um so when my ted talk came out i already had this thought, like, if this goes well, if I do a really good job on this talk, um, maybe I can kind of, it can help me get some interest in terms of, like, publishers and stuff, so it can help prove that there's a market for this. Um, and so, yeah, the talk came out. It did pretty well. My uh, my friend Whitney Otto, she's the author of uh, How to Make an American Quilt, which was turned into a movie in the 90s. But, yeah, so yeah, she's I remember a that. yeah, and she was like, oh, your TED Talk is great. Uh, can I pass this along to my agent? And I was like, yes, please. Uh, so she did that, and her agent was interested, but she she really didn't have time to take on new clients. And she was kind of like, like, we sort of went back and forth a while. I got my proposal written for her, and then she was kind of like, oh, I just, you know, I've been traveling so much, and I realized, like, I really don't have time for this, but, you know, I can – pass it along to some people and so I was like okay um kind of finalize a few more things sample chapter all that stuff sent it over to her I was like if you know of anyone who might be interested and feel like passing this along that would be great and she sent it out to a few other agents and one of them wrote to me right away and we got on the phone and um yeah it just totally clicked and she really loved the idea for the book and thought there was lots of potential so um started working together and then kind of went through the the whole process. So we fixed up the proposal, made it really strong, 
And then um, my agent, Allison, she pitched it to a bunch of editors at different publishing companies. And um, I flew to New York, I guess, last February, February 2016. And we went, so we had these two days full of meetings, we had six meetings. And that was actually really fun. I felt like a big deal. <laughs> it was really weird, but really fun. Um, and after that, we had, we did like a little mini auction thing. And there were three bids and um, a couple of the publishers kind of raised their bid. And then I ended up picking Harper One. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a yeah, like dream scenario. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And, you know, I mean, I've self-published um, a couple times and it's a totally different process. So this was, like, really wild. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I would love to sort of know what would you say for a writer who kind of wants to go that, that traditional route because I think it's a, probably pretty intimidating to a lot of people and the idea of, like, oh, my gosh, I might get rejected or how do I even know because – I don't know, I think if they're not, like, you kind of had a connection, which I think helps a lot, but, like, for yeah. someone who doesn't have that, what would you sort of suggest that they do if they want to go that that route? Yeah, I do, you know, unfortunately, I feel like the connection, the personal connection really does help, but I also think that my proposal was quite strong, um, and so I, I feel like you kind of need to work both angles, like, put together a really strong proposal. I used Chris Gillibo's um, guide to publishing. He's got one, you know, we've got these unconventional guides that he sells, and one of them is about basically putting together a, a book proposal. Um, and it was written by his agent, and uh, whom I saw, I saw him speak at WDS a couple of years ago. And so I, and his presentation was kind of like an expanded version of the book. So I feel like I had lots of notes and I kind of knew the different components of the book proposal and he had, he includes a few samples in the, you know, in the guide. Um, so put together a really strong proposal. And then I, I don't know how, I honestly don't know how effective it is to just like send out cold emails. I, I've heard from, my agent has told me that she gets tons of emails all the time and I'm sure she doesn't like take a lot of time with each one. I bet if you have a really good pitch, if you start out your email really strong, I made sure to start out all of my emails and my my agent also, when she approached publishers, we, we linked to my TED talk like right away. So if you have anything like that, that you can kind of like put up front and center, that can help. And then, yeah, if you can find a personal connection or like I don't know, go to some events and network and like, I mean, I'm an introvert. I hate networking, but um, I feel like me having, too, me too. yeah, I feel like having an in of some sort really does help. I, I don't think it's the only way, but if you can have like some kind of in plus like a really strong proposal, I think you're in a good place. Awesome. So I'm interested now I, on this podcast, I like to sort of look at the, morning routines that people have and sort of the habits that they've built around their writing. Cause I think one thing that, and, and it's just sort of my belief is that success really comes from the daily things that you do, the habits, the mindset stuff. And so I would love to hear if you have a morning routine that you do and it's sort of what you do during it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. My morning routine has kind of evolved over time. It used to be a lot more comprehensive. Um, I would do kind of like 
a gratitude jog and, um, you know, meditate a little bit and um, get right to it after that. Um, right now, I kind of like, I, I like working in the mornings. I feel like I'm, you know, just more creative and have more energy. So I'll usually get up. Um, if I'm being good, I'll meditate for like 10, 15 minutes, nothing too long, because I know that I won't be able to sustain that. <laughs> um, then I usually make healthy breakfast, uh, and I get right to it. It's really kind of simple. Um, one thing I've been experimenting with is getting, like, taking breaks and going outside and going on hikes. I, I moved to an island in BC recently, so um, that's a really nice balance for, like, all of my being wired in and being online and um, just connected. It's, it's nice to have that balance by going outside and, and hiking, so I'll take, like, two breaks during the day and just take my dog on a, you know, 40-minute hike. Um, and that, that has been really helpful. But yeah, I don't, I don't think my morning routine is that complex right now. I just kind of make sure that I have this dedicated work time in the morning. If I start like doing errands and doing, answering a bunch of emails and stuff, then it can really throw me off. Um, which I've been doing a lot of lately because the book is coming out. So there's just, it's kind of a crazy time. But <laughs> yeah, if I can just like get right to the creative stuff, that is helpful. <laughs> Yeah, that that's perfect. I, I like to say first things first. If you do it first thing in the morning, then you don't have it nagging at you all day long and you actually can be more productive on other stuff because you've really taken care of not just the actual writing in the morning, but then setting yourself up for success for the rest of the day with a mindset practice, which I think is amazing. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So you mentioned gratitude jog, and I would love to just hear you explain what that is because I think mm – -hmm that's a pretty interesting way of looking at how to incorporate gratitude into your life. Sure. I kind of took this idea from Tony Robbins, actually. He has this whole thing. It's like the hour of power, I think it's called, where it's, I, I wouldn't do it for an hour, but it was like a simplified version of that. And I would just, I would go out and kind of, he has this like really funny breathing technique. And I used to do that a little bit where you like, breathe in four times through your nose and breathe out four times through your mouth. It's like, <laughs> so, I don't know, apparently it gets nice. oxygen to your brain better or something. But I used to do yeah. that and kind of like jog. And then I would think about everything I was grateful for and all the people in my life and, um, you know, like traits about myself that I was grateful for. So like my curiosity and creativity and intelligence and stuff like that. And, um, then I would kind of do a visualization portion where I would imagine, you know, kind of like the, the life I, I, I'm moving towards and I'm trying to, quote, manifest and that kind of thing. And just like, I mean, at the very least, like, it would put me in a really good mood. I would come back and I'd be like ready to go. <laughs> um, and I guess, yeah, towards the end of that walk, I would just kind of like try and not think so much and be more present and, you know, look at the scenery and really be mindful of like my surroundings and um, do a bit of a walking meditation style thing. Um, and then, yeah, I would get back and get to it. And I, I wish I could do that now. I mean, I, I could do it now, but I just don't. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel well, like when I was learning 
with Putty, like like that for the first six months, that was like a really important part of my day and it like really got me into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the times our morning routines sort of shift as we do and as we sort of grow and continue on our journeys. Um, but I love, that's a really cool exercise and I could definitely see how that would make you feel amazing first thing in the morning, which of course just yeah. sets you up for having positive experiences for the rest of the day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I want to ask you is what is your favorite piece of advice for writers? So something you've been told or something that you've experienced that you think would be helpful for other writers to know on their journey. Oh, interesting. Um, so I work in several mediums, and I feel like I don't spend a ton of time thinking specifically about writing, because I think that a lot of creativity advice is applicable, you know, in various media. Um, yeah. But I, I actually, maybe actually exploring other other media. I mean, it's, it's sometimes I say mediums, sometimes I say media is technically media, but, you know. Everyone says medium. <laughs> um, but so I, I feel like not only can it be a nice break from your writing, but also you can really get um, inspiration from painting or playing music. And these things are, are connected. And I think that it's a mistake to really see them as separate and distinct. And it can be really helpful to explore a little bit, maybe step out of your comfort zones and might find new inspiration and um, ideas that you can bring into your writing. Yeah, that's a great point. I think especially a lot of the people who follow me are mostly passionate too, so I think they're going to be really excited to hear this at this episode um, because, yeah, that's a great point. You really do have to mix it up, and, and sometimes I feel like when you do that, you sort of get inspiration for the other things that, if you feel like stuck and then all of a sudden this new idea comes to you because you tried something different. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been so much fun. I've loved reconnecting with you and I would love to just, again, just tell us where we can find you. Tell us about the book when it's coming out so that we can go grab a copy of it. Yeah. Uh, so the book is how to be everything and you can find it at how to be everything.com. Um, it's coming out May 2nd. I don't know when this episode is going to air, but it might already be out when you're hearing this. Um, and you can find out more about me and about the, our multi-potentialite community at puttylike.com, P-U-T-T-Y-L-I-K-E. Um, and the book, yeah, when people ask me what my book is about, I say it's a career guide for people with many passions who don't just want to do one thing. So um, if, if that sounds like you, uh, check it out. It's it's actually about a lot more than career, um, though the main crux of it is, like, work, because I think that that is the thing that multi-potentialites struggle most with. Um, but there's also stuff in there about productivity and confidence and um, answering the question, so what do you do, and um, dealing with friends and family members who don't, don't understand, and lots of stuff that is uh, – relevant for, for multipods. Awesome. Yeah, that's, I can't wait to go and get myself a copy of this book. So thank you so much for being here, Emily. And again, if anyone wants to check her out, puttylike.com or howtobeeverything.com. Uh, thank you again. And we will catch you next time. If you guys love this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And I will see you next time. Great. Thanks so much.